Got a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. the first lady's husband uh, contracting COVID. But uh, oh. look at this room and what you see. Pardon? <laughs> That's right. She's fine. Hey, what's funny about that? Why did the room break out in laughter? Not once, but several times, and the laughter kept going up. Like, this was a funny thing? Like, ha-ha! This is funny! What's funny about that? Good morning, it's 507, Trey Ware, KTSA. There's Dennis, there's Chris, there's Elaine. 210-599-5555. Here's the quote from the old fart what he is quote from the old fart look at the stage there's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the first lady's husband contracted covid who's the first lady's husband anybody anybody who's the first lady's husband come on come on come on come on come on wake up wake up 508 anybody first lady's husband is who first lady's husband joe biden First lady's husband is Joe Biden. <laughs> the first lady's husband contracted COVID. But look at this room, and what you'll see is dot, 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 and he trails off. And his wife, who would happen to be the first lady, <laughs> so he's the first lady's husband. The first lady says to him, you're the first lady's husband. <laughs> God, I'm doing it. I'm laughing. And he said, huh, pardon me? With this bewildered look on his face like, who are you? He's looking at his wife, and the look on his face is, who are you? You, you who are telling me this, that I'm the first lady's husband, who are you? And he's looking at his wife. And he's got that look on his face like, I don't know who you are. Who are you talking to me like this? I don't, what? Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's right. She's fine. It's me, the second lady, the first gentleman. How about that? End quote. <sighs> what? The room is laughing. Uh, the, the room is full of reporters and whatever, and they're bursting out in laughter. They're dying laughing at this, as if he's doing stand-up, like he's a stand-up comedian. But he's not, folks. He's lost. He's dazed. He's confused. He's totally out of it. He's slurring his words. He can barely stand up. That's what you don't see. You're not seeing that part where he can barely stand up. And he doesn't, he, he's gone. You look at him and he's gone. He has no earthly idea where he is. <laughs> None. Much less the person he's looking at being his wife. And this is funny? Hell, the man yesterday, is he just committed our troops to Australia because China and Australia are about to be in a shooting war. And he's, did you know that? Did you hear that story? Did you, you didn't hear that story, did you? You didn't hear that story. You didn't hear that story. I heard that story. China and Australia are about to be in a shooting war. 
So he sends our guys to China. Not to mention today, Volodymyr Zelensky is going to speak to our Congress, probably the most important international speech since Winston Churchill in 1942, 1941, actually. And they think this nonsense from this man's head is funny? Is funny? There's been a little change for Raymond who's on the stage because the first lady's husband contracted COVID. But look at this room. What? Do you, huh? What? What? Pardon me. Who? Who? Who are you? Oh. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, par, uh, yeah. Uh, well. Um, that's right. She's fine. It's me, the second lady, the first gentleman. How's about that? Okay. Then when he supposedly got it right, he still had it wrong. The first gentleman. <laughs> We're talking about Kamala's husband now has COVID. He's not the first husband. There is no such thing as a first husband. There might be one day if there is a female president one day, but there is no such thing as a first husband. I don't know if you, do you still have that handy, Chris? Can we go back and play that again? Is that possible? Because I think it's important that we we know who is making the decisions for this country. If it's this guy, it's no wonder we're screwed up. If it's not this guy, then who the hell is running this country? But there's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the first lady's husband uh, contracting COVID. But uh, look at this room and what you see. Pardon That's right. She's fine. It's me. That's not together. The second lady, the first gentleman. How about that? What's funny about that? What's so funny about that? There, he's lost. He's told, this is not a flub, right? A flub is one thing. This is not a flub. This is a clear indication that this man is not there cognitively, and he has the codes. He just sent troops to Australia for the very first time, by the way, for the very first time. We've got troops. I'm talking about armed Marines going into the Northern Territories. Meanwhile, today, Volodymyr Zelensky is going to speak before our Congress. It's scheduled for 8 o'clock our time. It's a Zoom meeting because he's fighting a war. He's a little bit busy. So it's a Zoom meeting. And if we get it in English, we will try to air it this morning, uh, supposedly at 8 o'clock. Uh, this could be the, the most important one, uh, as I said, in 81 years. Winston Churchill, December 26th of 1941. That was a couple of weeks, of course, after FDR asked for the war declaration right after Pearl Harbor was, uh, was attacked. Uh, we all remember seeing Winston Churchill, don't we? Uh, you, you've seen film of it, obviously. All the big movie cameras that were set up there, all the microphones as Winston Churchill was speaking. But French Premier Paul Renaud spoke to a joint session of Congress in 1940 as France entered World War II. The South Vietnamese President Nguyen Dinh Diem uh, spoke in uh, 1957 asking for financial aid to fight the spread of communism in Southeast Asia. And we saw how that went for the United States, don't we? All right. And then you had Afghan Prime Minister Hamid Karzai spoke to a joint meeting of Congress in 2004 uh, asking for 
more aid as they fought Afghanistan. And former uh, Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko uh, went to a joint session of Congress in September of 2014 after Russia annexed Crimea. The, the, the point is, the point is, here recently, since the Winston Churchill speech 81 years ago, it's been the same thing. We need your financial aid to fight a never-ending war. That's basically what it is. So we are hearing from the White House that Joe Biden is going to give uh, Ukraine another billion dollars in uh, military aid, another billion bucks, and he's talking about these uh, various kinds of tank killers um, over the uh, air defense systems as well. That brings to the total of our Ukraine aid from the United States for a war that we're not involved in, $1.2 billion. Daylight savings times to be permanent. We'll talk about that and take your calls at 210-599-55. Rage from parents who didn't want to send their kids to school in the dark. And there are mixed opinions from scientists. Some argue permanent daylight saving time would make us more productive, but others say darker evenings and brighter mornings are better for our sleep habits and our health. All right, let me do a little poll in here. Um, Dennis, daylight savings time or standard time for you? Uh, I prefer saving time. Uh, you, do you want to say why? Just that you do or uh, reason? Well, it's mostly the nighttime, you know, early sunset. And being from up north, the sunset would be earlier in the day. So, so you want it to be lighter standard, later, uh, saving time. Yeah, Chris, I like standard. Standard time, Elaine. Standard or daylight savings? Standard. Well, see, and that's see, that's the difference. Is these are all morning folk, and so we go to bed. Oh, I've been a morning guy for there years. Go. There you go. And so, I still prefer saving time. Do you even during yeah. even when you yeah. did mornings? Uh huh. Okay. Well, I understand. Um, now. I, I, I'm i just opposed to it going back and forth. I'm a standard guy, and I'm a standard guy because of that, because it gets dark at 5.30, and I can get to sleep. So that's that's just who I am. That's me personally. Uh, but my feelings about switching back and forth override that preference, and I'm just tired of switching back and forth because it screws up everything. It just totally blows your life away for a week. Everybody this week is real bitchy, complaining, and everything about you know the time change. They're just all, I, every time I turn on one of these anchors on television or anything, I turn on the radio. I hear people complaining about it. So let's just leave it alone and and not mess with it anymore. But there is, and you know. I, I understand the business lobby. I, I have very good friends that have big businesses, and I understand that they're all wanting it to be daylight savings time year-round because th- their thought is like a restaurants and whatever that uh, people come home from work at 5 or 5.30 and they can get the family and they can head out. The golf lobby, you know, the entertainment lobby. Hey, you know, in the evenings you got three and a half more hours to get outside and play and do your thing, and so come on out and play around at golf after work or do this or that or whatever. But scientifically, if anybody cares about the science, <laughs> we're supposed to follow the science, aren't we? Right? We're supposed to follow the science? No. That's what I'm told. That's what we're told. Follow the science. If you follow the science, standard time is better for your circadian rhythm. Not to mention, I, di- I didn't put into part about kids' safety in the morning going to the bus stop. It's much more safe during the school year when you've got uh, lighter earlier when the kids are either walking to school or going to school. One of the reasons when Nixon did it in 74 and it lasted a year, he did it because of the OPEC embargo on oil. Isn't that funny how, how history repeats itself? Because we were trusting others for our oil in 1974 
And OPEC hit us with the embargo, and I remember the long... You guys are too young, but I remember the long gas lines, all that stuff, man. And so let's stay lighter longer, and that will help us with our fuel. So he put that in place with a stroke of his pen, but then all of a sudden all his kids started dying going to school on their way to school all across the country you had people you had kids getting run over you had kids standing at bus stops and and you'd have cars crash into the bus stop. i remember all this going on and so the public outcry was just just huge and they they switched it back and it, prior to that i won't go through the whole history prior to that in like 66 we went to the standard time in the 1800s boy there was no standard time at all anywhere the only reason that this country went to a standard, like, you know, standard everybody on the same clock time, was the railroad system. Prior to the railroad system, there was no reason. At that time, before the railroads, Boston and New York City were on different times. They didn't exist on the same time. But they figured when they got trains, we better figure out how this works. So over time, what evolved was the four zones, and here's this time and that time, and then we got to switch it back and forth. And it had nothing to do with farmers. Everybody believes that it was farmers who did it. It had nothing to do with farmers. In fact, standard time works better for farmers because cows are milked generally in the morning, not at night. So when it comes time to milk the cow in the morning, in the daylight, in the fresh of the morning like that, is actually better for farmers, not worse. The What got it changed was big business, and the entertainment lobby is what got it changed to light in the evening. So like you were saying, it's lighter in the evening. There's more you can do. You can get out shopping. Big business wants you to come shop. People don't like to go to the mall in the dark or shopping center or whatever. So, <laughs> But if you look at the science for, for your circadian rhythm, your sleep patterns, your general overall health, fewer heart attacks, right? Go ahead. Oh, circadias don't have any rhythm. Oh, they don't. They just go. Well, yeah, but that's. But they're doing that to rhythm. Oh, those are little bongo drums. They're beating on, baby. That's a rhythm thing. You've you've noticed that they're all do it together and then they stop. Have you noticed? Because they'll do it together for about three seconds, and then they'll stop. And then that's a rhythm. It's called the rhythm of life. No, I didn't say rhythm method, Chris. I know what you were thinking. I said rhythm of life. Chris is like, rhythm method? I, I tried that. Uh, so, so anyway, if you, f- <laughs> it's true. If you, fo- <laughs> if you follow the science, those, I know, follow the science, it's actually better to be on standard time. You look like you're wanting to say something. Jump in. Go ahead. No. I, well, the other thing, too, is that um, speaking of kids in schools. Yes. School times happen starting later in, in most parts of the country because of other science. Um, <laughs> so so at, at some point, some of this conflict is going to some of this science is going to start conflicting with itself. And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious to see how it plays out. I was surprised last uh, yesterday afternoon when I Were saw you? the news. Yeah, it was uh, mostly because it was unanimous. And uh, it was, it was, it was uh, I'm like, oh, okay. 100% unanimous in the Congress to, or, or Senate. It's Senate, still got to yeah. go to the House yeah. and they got to screw around with it over there, which I mean, you know, they've got their own axes to grind and all that. Like I said, I, I, I'm just more of a, uh, I'm tired of switching back and forth kind of guy. And, and, and I know, I know that if we took a poll, the vast majority of Americans would be, oh, yeah, let's, let's go to daylight saving. If, if, there, if there was an honest, real poll. The problem with this in the back, the problem with this whole discussion 
is it's been so politicized. Like everything else, you got they line up over here, the tribe lines up over here, and the tribe lines up over here, and it's like this, and they're 10 miles apart from each other, and it's all politics. It has nothing to do with reality of life, like we talk about the science. Mm-hmm. And, these, and, and by the way, when you talk about the science, we're not talking about shoddy little, we're, we're talking about places like Johns Hopkins, Journal of American Medical Association, the American Psychological Council, you know, those kinds of mm-hmm. scientific bodies that we typically trust to tell us, based on their research and their findings, what's, what's better for us as a people, mm-hmm. and standard time is better. Uh, but I realize, and, and I'm, I'm good with it, most people in America really want the daylight savings because they want to get home from work and mess around. You know what I want to do when I get home from work? I want to crash. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing to consider is that most of the year is currently in daylight saving time. So that's the other reason why you'd probably go, if you were to pick one direction, probably do that. Because we're only in standard time for, what, maybe four months a year? Yeah, it's it's this through the last week, last Saturday of uh, of October. It's the first Saturday in November that we switch back. So, yeah. it, so I, it, it, is it, I guess it's pretty even, right? No, it's no? like four months. Because uh, yeah, we that just we're switched. in daylight savings. No, that we're in standard time, uh, which, which oh. a little I, a little ironic that the standard time is November, December, January, February, March. Yeah, yeah I, four I or five months. Would, yeah, yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah. So the, from a how many months are in a year? Twelve? Are there twelve yeah. months in a year? Okay, just checking to make sure we haven't changed that too. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, you know, pandemic. We changed everything, so I don't have any Ch- changing idea. Uh, daylight saving time. Change the calendar. You know. Yeah. All, right. All, exactly. All part of the plan. You can do that. Right. All right, so there you go. Those are the thoughts on that. Uh, 210-599-5555. Uh, if you want to weigh in on that or not, they also voted on getting rid of the, the mass mandate on the airplanes, and um, we'll, we'll talk some about that because that passed as well, and it should have passed a long time ago because, again, if you follow the science, masks do nothing. Now, that doesn't say you can't wear a mask. If you want to wear a mask, hey, wear a mask. Wear, wear a bubble suit. I don't care. But... Masks do not prevent you from getting it or spreading it. Neither do lockdowns, or China wouldn't be locked down right now, now would they? The most locked down country on planet Earth is China. And they say they're having a huge outbreak. Or are they? If you were listening yesterday, I said this, what they're doing in China right now by locking down their province is an attack on our economy. The U.S. economy. It is their retaliation for us helping Ukraine. China. Yeah. That's why they're locking folks down, not COVID. I'll explain. And the names of those killed from Fox News coming up. elite questioning them, daring to hold a dissenting view. And they're afraid because their arguments are so weak that, that they know they will not withstand the light of the truth. That's Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard. It's 538 at KTSA. I've always said that those of us who are in the public eye, we owe, we owe so much to those who aren't. In my case, it'd be Elaine, be Chris, be my wife, people like that who, uh, my, my, my network of, uh, you know, of close friends that I have that uh, aren't in the spotlight, don't want to be in the spotlight, don't seek the spotlight, don't care anything about the spotlight. And quite frankly, after doing this for for fifty years, being in the spotlight's not a big deal to me. Now there are, there are others who do you know do what I do, and they love man. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at it's me. 
but not a one of them can do what they do without the people behind the scenes, without the Elaines, the Chris's, the Nancy's, people like that. Not a one of them. Not, not any of them. None of them. They, they, they make it seem like it. When you see them on Facebook, when you see them posting or you see them out there somewhere, you know, it's me, it's me, look at me, everybody look at me. But in reality, it's the people you never see and you never hear that make the difference, that make it happen. The stuff you see on Fox News and ABC and whatever, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> it just doesn't. There it is. There's a team of people that are putting it together. And one such person was Pierre Zarzuski. Now, of all the people that I personally know at Fox News, I don't know Zarzuski. I never knew him. But the people that I do know loved the man and loved it when they got a chance to take an assignment with him. They knew that when he was going to be there, that they were going to be safe and that they were going to get the best product that they could possibly get, that he, he could fix a camera, he could edit on the fly, he could do anything to get the story in, and he knew how to get the story in. And he knew how to communicate the story. He was a cameraman that was killed two days ago outside of Kiev. He was working, of course, with uh, Benjamin Hall, who is still in the hospital, we're told, uh, with very severe injuries. Their vehicle that they were in was fired upon. But we also cannot forget Sasha Kuskufa, who is um, uh, 24 year, was 24 years old. She was in the car with him. And her job is, is field producer. And if you're on the air, a field producer, and she was from there. Sasha was from there, or that part of the world. Uh, a field producer makes all the difference in the world when you're on the air. Because when you're on the air, you got a million things flowing in your head at one time. Like right now, I have, I can't tell you how many inputs that are hitting my brain right now. I'm looking around at television monitors. I'm looking at Chris for cues. I'm watching Elaine, Dennis. Everything is going on at one time. It's all flowing into my brain at one time. And a great producer who can go, hey, think about this. Hey, look over here. Hey, and, and helps you <laughs> just arrange stuff for you. Real simple stuff that you just can't even think about at the moment. And that's what a field producer does. And Sasha was also killed, along with Pierre. So this is a stark reminder that, you know, we see war movies. And, whoa, it's all glamorized, you know. In the end, the couple kisses and they walk off together. And all the battlefield is destroyed behind them. But, man, nobody got hurt in the end. But in reality, war is hell. You've heard that said over and over again, and war is hell. And being in San Antonio, I've had my fair opportunities of meeting those who have been in the middle of, of hell. And those those of us who sit here and just pontificate, you know, breathe out words, we don't know what that's like. We have no idea. But many of you, because you're in San Antonio, you know exactly what it's like because you've been there. And so do these uh, journalists. Um Ernie's War by Ernie Pyle, he was there in World War II and took a typewriter, one of those big, Chris, he had one of those big, bulky 1941 typewriters, and he carried that with him on the battlefield, man. And he wrote the book, Ernie's War. You should read it sometime. Everybody should read that book. But everybody should also, I think, take a moment and uh, think about the people who are getting us the messages and the pictures 
out of that most dangerous place right now and exactly what they're doing to uh, to make that happen for all of us. So, All right, so yesterday the Senate voted to repeal the mask mandate for planes and public transportation. Hallelujah. Masks do not keep you from getting it. Masks do not keep you from giving it to somebody else. But again, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. There's no science behind masks. And so yesterday, they voted in the Senate 57 to 40. Mitt Romney voted with the Democrats. Well, I've been telling you for a long time, Mitt Romney is a Democrat. But the scientific justification has always been weak. As we know, the ventilation systems on commercial aircraft, and that mixes the outdoor air with the air inside with the HEPA filters, limiting the airflow between the rows, explains why there have been few outbreaks on airplanes. The risk of getting COVID-19 during air travel is extremely low. You can go back to an October 2020 article in the Journal of American Medical Association. Quote, despite substantial numbers of travelers, the number of suspected and confirmed cases of in-flight COVID-19 transmission between passengers around the world appears small. The Institute for Medical Virology at Goeth University, Frankfurt, Germany. They concurred. An airplane cabin is probably one of the most secure conditions you can be in. Southwest Airlines CEO Gary Kelly. Gary, good morning. Thanks for listening. Reiterated the point. I think the case is very strong that masks don't add much, if anything, in the air cabin environment. It is very safe, very high quality compared to any other indoor setting. American Airlines CEO Doug Parker agreed an aircraft is the safest place you can be. It's true of all of our aircraft. They have all the same HEPA filters and airflow. Now, that's the science, and we say we follow the science. We had that discussion the last half hour about daylight savings time. But we live in an era where our government doesn't want to relinquish its power. And the whole thing that we went through as far as uh, wearing masks, that, that, that was not a, a health they didn't put masks on you and make you wear a mask for health. They know. They, the, the politicians knew that the masks didn't do anything. That's why they took them off. <laughs> they made you put it on, but they took them off. They knew it didn't do anything. Now, this was a do- Here, Here's how I want you to think of the mask. As far as politicians are concerned, the mask is a dog collar. You ever train a dog with a dog collar? Well, I have for snake bites to keep them away from snakes. I don't like that very much, but after a little while, what happens? They get in line, and they do what what they're told, right? Because that collar doesn't feel all that great. A mask, as far as politicians in America are concerned, or a dog collar. It's to put that on you for obedience purposes so that you mind and you do what they tell you to do when they tell you to do it. And they have trained the population to do so. But the masks aren't doing anything. That's not to say that we should pass a law or make people take them off. That is not what getting rid of the mask mandate does, folks. (laughs) Getting rid of the mask mandate does not say you have to take it off. And that's what they that the, the left says, and they'll march and they'll say, you're not going to allow me to wear a mask? Please. If you think that, that, that getting rid of mask, mask mandates is telling you you can't wear a mask, you're not going to allow me to wear a mask? 
then you're dumber than I thought you were. And I really thought you people on the left were really stupid. You voted for Joe Biden and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. You're really stupid. (laughs) If you think that dropping a mask mandate says, I can't wear a mask. What do you mean I can't wear a mask? I want to. Well, okay. You want to? See, the point of America, the point of the United States of America is do what you want. It, it, the, the, the U.S. United States of America experiment can be summed up in this quick phrase. You do you. War crimes, ignoring calls from the international community to stop murdering civilians and enduring the toughest sanctions imaginable? When you're making a scene, oh girl, you got to know what my head overlooks. The senses will show to my heart. Man, that's a talented team there. I'm just waiting to get to this, of course. Just play this. All right, so 553 at KTSA, 210 Let's uh, go ahead and re-rack that Biden sound from the top of the hour, Chris, so I can uh, play that again for the folk who just woke up. I want you to hear this. But anyway, meanwhile, another Biden failure. The CENTCOM commander, General Kenneth McKenzie. That's your boy, Elaine, the one you really liked. Yeah, McKenzie. Yeah, he's the CENTCOM commander. Back when all the Afghanistan thing was going on in August, you were like, oh, I like him. He's a country boy. Remember, he talked like this. He was like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do it. Yeah, that was your boy. <clears throat> anyway, well, she has three or four a day. Oh, that's my boy now. Oh, that's my boy. Oh, that's my boy. He's got Wranglers on. <laughs> Wranglers and boots. And she likes some clean cut. She doesn't like like faces like mine that got hair on the face. She don't like that stuff at all. Got to be clean cut. That's why she like a general. Plus a, plus, a general got a lot of money. I'm not saying you're shallow, but a general got a lot of money. A lot of money. Anyway, uh, he says <sighs> the Taliban is failing in their efforts to shut down ISIS in Afghanistan. So this summer, get ready. It'll be the summer of ISIS attacks. Do you remember the days? I'm old enough to remember when Donald Trump was president. Do you remember when Donald Trump was president? And ISIS was gone. It was gone, destroyed, decimated. Now, because Joe Biden did what he did in Afghanistan and got 13 American soldiers killed, McKenzie told the Congress yesterday, that in recent months, ISIS has carried out some high-profile attacks in Afghanistan. Have you heard about these high-profile attacks in Afghanistan? Chris, have you heard about them? That's what you call a media cover-up to protect Joe Biden. They're not talking about this, but ISIS has been blowing stuff up in Afghanistan and killing people. In Afghanistan, they're back. ISIS is back. After Donald Trump getting rid of ISIS and ISIS not being a problem... What does Joe Biden do? He collapses Afghanistan. ISIS comes right back in. It's exactly what we said was going to happen last August. We said ISIS is going to come back, and the general confirmed that yesterday. This will be a summer of ISIS attacks. Get ready. Joe Biden's biggest, (laughs) you know. Okay, um, I'm going to hold this until after the top of the hour, this whole RMA. Let's, uh, Let's make transportation between the airport and downtown. 
I'll get into that at the top. I want you to hear this. This was yesterday at the White House, all right? This is Joe Biden speaking. I just play it, and I'll, I'll explain. Go ahead. But there's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the First Lady's husband uh, contracting COVID. But uh, look at this room and what you see. Pardon? That's right. She's fine. It's me. That's not together. The second lady, the first gentleman. Okay. So, uh, first of all, the first lady's husband got COVID. That would be him. He's the first lady's husband. That's the first thing. The first lady's husband got COVID. And then this woman sitting over there says, no, 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 Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. You're the first lady's husband. He looks at her like, who are you? I don't, I don't know who you are. It was his wife, Jill. And then he makes it worse by saying, she's fine. It's the first husband. Folks, there is no first husband. We don't have a female president. Now, you could say that this is just, oh, a flub-up. No, it's not a flub-up. This is the guy that's deciding what's going on around our world. And he's not there. He doesn't even know his own wife looking at her. Oh, God help. Uh, A weapon? Another weapon of mass destruction? Stevie Ray Vaughan, man. I love this song. And I love you. Because you're my pride and joy. Mm-hmm. 607, Trey Ware, KTSA. There's Dennis. There's Chris. There's Elaine. 210-599-5555. 210. God, just a little bit more, Chris. Just a little bit more. Man, love that. All right, 210 210-599-5555. I'm just going to throw uh, some bits and pieces at you. I know. Duck! Look out! So, we got another billion dollars that we're going to throw into the Ukrainian war. We're going to be sending some various types of munitions. We've already done... You, you You heard the whole rundown there during Dennis's news. How many billions of rounds of ammo and how many helicopters and how many tank killers and how many this, that, and the other that we have uh, already put into this deal. we got another billion that we're going to put into it uh that uh, the president is going to announce uh today okay so cool i mean you know vladimir putin's a really bad guy and he's killing uh, innocent people apparently here innocent women and children and all that and if he's convicted of that after all this is over with man ought to hang for war crimes but don't say this is not our war and we're not in a war we are in a war if we're supplying the armaments for the war it doesn't really matter who's pulling the trigger. We get we we don't have any troops on the ground. No, well, 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 <laughs> maybe a few, but but it, it, um, we're in. This is our war. We're it's a proxy war against Russia that's being fought in Ukraine right now. Okay, so when you fly into San Antonio, and I. I travel or have traveled extensively, and our airport leaves a lot to be desired. It really does. Compared to other airports across the country, our airport leaves a lot to be desired. 
But one thing is true. When you leave the airport, if you're going to downtown, it is approximately it's less than 10 miles. It's approximately 9 point something, like 9.6, depending on where you're going. It is at 9 miles to go downtown. It takes you by car on a typical day 15 minutes to go from the airport to downtown. That's not bad. I'm telling you, I've been to places where wherever you're going to go, it's going to be an hour. In fact, you leave the airport in Orlando to get to Disney World, that's probably 45 minutes. And they've got a tollway. So we've got 281. You just pull right of the airport, get right on 281. You're, you're in downtown in no time. And the traffic is really never, ever, 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 ever an issue there. It's not really. I mean, eh, maybe a few minutes to sit on uh you know on a bad day southbound in the morning going into downtown maybe maybe but usually from the airport to downtown it's about 15 minutes well that's not making san antonio's uh hardcore guys that want the money it's not making them any money because it's a free trip 15 minutes not a big deal you can get an uber you can get a cab you can get a car service you can rent a limo if you want however you want to go by car down 281 it's pretty cool deal it's not a bad little trip and, by the way, the trip is pretty. 281 is a pretty little drive. It's much better than, say, uh, out on 35, which just looks like crap. So, anyway, along comes the RMA, and along comes the city, and they want to dump about 300-plus million. That's, their, that's what they say. It's right around 300 million, but that's just to get started. You know how these projects go, right? We're going to get started for 300 million, then it goes up from there, and then they got to service it and all that kind of stuff, right? They want to dump about 300 million to build either A, kind of like these, uh, I don't know, it would be a semi kind of bus, uh, gondola, you know, be on tracks and then it would fly and it'd be on tracks and it would go. Here, there, and yonder, underground, everything else to get downtown. Or they want to get with Elon Musk's company called Boring Company and bore a tunnel, two tunnels, one going that way downtown and another one coming back out of downtown out here. And I say, por qué? For why? <laughs> if it's a 15-minute ride by car from the airport downtown, you're not gonna, it's not going to go any faster you're not going to get there any quicker than 15 minutes on 281 by car if you go by you know one of these rail systems or if you go by in a in a tunnel underneath it's you're it's going to be 15 minutes no matter what you do it's nine and a half miles so it's going to you're going to be 15 minutes no matter how it what what you do in fact you're probably going to go slower if you're in one of these gondola under the ground over the head or whatever they're doing it's probably going to be slower well, that's not making anybody money now, is it? It's free trip. Well, it's making Uber money. You Uber drivers and you cab drivers that listen to the show every day. Well, they're trying to get in your hip pocket and take that money away from you. And from you, too, those of you who never drive on 281. Because do you know behind closed doors how they're talking about funding that $300-plus million? Toll roads. Hey, 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 bring them on back. So we'll toll the people, this is what they're talking about, we'll toll the people on the highways so that we can build an underground system to get people from the airport to downtown that is still going to take them the same amount of time. But everybody else is going to have to pay for it. Heads up, just a heads up for you, they're going to try to bring toll roads back on you. 
I'll keep you posted, and if they do, then we'll talk about it, as we have in the past. Assistant Secretary of Health is Richard Levine. Richard likes to dress like a girl and play, play dress up like a girl. Richard's not a girl. Richard's a guy. Richard calls himself Rachel. But it's Dr. Richard Levine. Levine has now been placed on a list that includes Melinda French Gates, Simone Biles, Kamala Harris, and others. This list is USA's Today's Women of the Year. Richard has been nominated to be a woman of the year. A couple of things about this. Talked about it a lot with you. The, the far left in this country, these trans nuts... It's what they are, trans nuts, that are pushing this agenda on us. They are erasing the female gender in every way they can. Here's another story for you. Headline, the 2022 NCAA Women's Swimming and Diving Championships. Leah Thomas is a boy. We've been chronicling Leah Thomas. That's a boy swimming with girls and beating the girls. Leah Thomas is a favorite to win the 200, the 500, and the freestyle in the NCAA women's swimming and diving. Leah is a boy. Rachel Levine is a boy, Richard. Now he has been nominated to be USA Today's Woman of the Year. The criteria is they have to be a strong and resilient woman. Richard Levine is a guy. My question is, can we pick our race, too? Can we choose our race as well? By the way, in Wisconsin, Wisconsin teachers, since I'm on this subject right now, Wisconsin teachers have been instructed to hide their students' gender identity transitions from their parents. Now, we've been talking about this a lot because of what's been going on down in Florida with the parental rights bill that parents have a right to know what's going on with their child. Schools say you don't. The left in America says you don't have a right. And they put it just like that. Do you want to hear what the what the slide presentation teaches these teachers in Wisconsin and all over the country? If you remember about, when was it, three weeks ago, I was bringing up what some of the social workers at, um, at Northside and Northeast had gone to. Remember that seminar? It caused the dust up. I brought it up. Okay. All right. So here's what's on the, the slide presentation. Quote, parents are not entitled to know their kids' identities. That knowledge must be earned by parents. If you want to look up the, the slide, if you want to look up the, uh, the equity professional development training, it's called Safe Spaces. Parents, the battle is over your child. The state wants total control of your child. The state says this, and when I say state, I say government, okay? This is all states. This is all government. And the schools are in on this. Parents are not entitled to know their kids' identities. That knowledge must be earned. So boys are not girls. Girls are not boys. Richard Levine, he can play dress up if he wants to play dress up and wear pumps and you know high heels and put makeup on his face. He can do that if he wants to. That's the thing about being in America, but that does not make you a girl. Any more than me saying I'm black and 6'5 and I should play for the Spurs. I'm not black and I'm not 6'5. 
doesn't happen. It, it, it doesn't happen that way. You cannot claim that you are a girl any more than a white guy can claim he's black or a black guy can claim he's white or whatever. It's It doesn't work that way. So uh, they are intent on erasing the female gender. I don't know why. I don't know why this is such a big deal for them. I have no clue. After all those years of women's lib that we went through and they took the bras off and Cosmopolitan Magazine and Gloria Steinem in 1972, all that stuff we went through about let's, let's, you know, let's, let's bring up women, get them out of the house, get them out of the kitchen, get them in the professional work environment, you know, equal rights for ERA, remember ERA and all that stuff. After all those battles that we went through in this country and Title IX for the schools so the girls can have sports to participate in, because LeBron James should not be playing with your daughter on a basketball court. He'd score a thousand points. What's the comedian that just went through that and they tried to cancel him? Huh? Dave Chappelle. Thank you, Chris. I like the way he ended it. <laughs> the last line of that joke, uh, which I can't repeat on the air, but it's funny. It's a funny line. All right, 210-599-5555. Quick break here. I'll tell you about Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram. How does Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram and New Braunfels continue to earn the title of number one volume Ram truck dealer in Texas year after year? Well, their secret is simple. Put customers first, sell Ram trucks and Dodges and Chrysler cars and SUVs and vans for less, and pass those savings on to you, and they do it every day. Right now is a great time to buy Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram because it's truck month, and you can choose from a huge selection of new trucks, cars, SUVs, all with low, no-hassle posted pricing, and more are arriving every single day. And with every new vehicle purchased in March, you're going to get a year of unlimited car washes at the wash tub. And for your convenience, there are open extra hours on weekends in March from 8.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. You can shop in person or online or by the phone. You can custom order your vehicle to your exact specs. It's no wonder that Blue Bonnet was named a 2021 Dealer of Excellence by J.D. Power, and they will be again this year. Take the short drive to New Braunfels. Discover the service and savings during truck month at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram, where price is the difference. You can also check them out at bbdodge.com. Going to be warm again today. Plenty of sunshine. High about 83. Right. Contracting COVID. <laughs> Shocker! Joe must have COVID. First lady's husband. Oh, you. This guy is going to go to Europe next week. (laughs) And he's going to be talking to NATO and our European allies about war with Russia. Oh, man. We in a world of hurt, baby. 81 million voters. Where are all those Build Back Better caps, huh? I see the red bag of caps everywhere. They're still out there. Never seen a Build Back Better. Never seen a Joe Biden rocks. I don't see anybody that's proud of him. You know something else I want to say real quick here? I'm just throwing some bits and pieces out. But I got this other thing about daylight savings we'll talk about. One thing that was true about Donald Trump is you always saw his family. Well, I mean, his family worked in the administration like Ivanka and Jared, his son-in-law, people like that. But you saw the kids. You saw Don Jr., right, and Eric. We talked to both of them on the show several times, right? You saw them. You see Laura on TV every day. I mean, the Trump kids were always out there. They still are. They're everywhere. And Trump was always with them, right? You always saw pictures of him with his family all gathered around. 
You don't see that with uh, with this dude, do you? In fact, there's one that that's 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 MIA. Mr. Hunter. Where's Robert Ben? That's his first name, by the way. Where's Hunter Ben? You know, it's kind of interesting that yesterday, um, yesterday, Russia sanctioned some people here. And Joe Biden was one, and Jen Psaki was another. Hillary Clinton was another that was, you know, Antony Blinken. They were all sanctioned by Russia, right? But so was Hunter Biden, Mr. Influence Peddler. Now, he was the only family member. The only non-governmental person. Now, the rest of them were the rest of them that were sanctioned by Russia. They were all governmental people. The only family member and the only non-governmental person that was sanctioned by Russia yesterday was Hunter Biden. Again, poor K. <laughs> Why would Hunter Biden? A rhetorical question, obviously. Why would Hunter Biden? Be the only family member, because, you know, Joe's, he's got family, you know, he's got a brother and he's got a sister, he's got other kids, got, you know. Why would Hunter be the only family member and the only non-governmental person that's being sanctioned and banned by Russia? Because I know this guy, Mr. Mr. Hunter, they know that he's still out there doing his shuck and jive selling his art that's not really art that he's using as a way of making more money off the fam- the family name. And 10% goes to who? The big guy. We know that. So what that said to me and what I believe based on Russia banning and sanctioning Hunter Biden, again, the only non-government person to do that, he's active in Russia. It's the only thing I can conclude. That boy is in Russia <laughs> probably probably influence peddling in Russia. Maybe he got a couple of Russian chicks that he likes. Maybe running around, but that's the only reason that, that I can I can figure why Russia would specifically point out Hunter Biden to be banned. The only reason is that he's doing a boogie in Russia right now, and Russia says, Out nyet no more. And the boy is done. Business is cut off. So we'll see how quickly now that the family business is being affected by this. We'll see how quickly things change. And the attitude of Joe Biden changes. He's been drug into this kicking and screaming all along the way. And we'll see how quickly things change now with Joe that the family business is being affected. All right, quick break. 210-599-5555. We'll talk about this daylight savings thing on the other side. Wagner Holick, 210-625-8212. Whatever your dreams are for your home, whatever you want your home to be like, whatever you want special features in your home, everything that you have in your head about what you want your dream home to be, they bring it to life with Wagner Holick Custom Homes. That's it. They, they don't say no. You know what I'm saying? And they don't come to you and say, no, can't do that. They, that's just not how they operate. They figure out a way to make it happen. And they'll, do, they'll move heaven and earth to make it happen for you so that you end up with your dream home the way you've always wanted your home to be. And they do it with excellence in everything that they do and a complete 
attention to detail. They love what they do at Wagner Hull at Custom Homes, and it comes through in every completed home. The phone number, 210-16. Comments are being misused if they want to without sending a cease and desist letter. I can just picture the process server trying to find Putin to deliver the letter. Excuse me, I have an American legal letter for one uh, Vladimir Putin. Do you know where I might find him? Oh, you're hilarious. Dan Abram. Uh, 636 KTSA Trayware here. Good morning to you. John Hayward from Breitbart.com. The author, Dr. Zero Year One, joins me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Kick off the segment, John. Let me uh, go back to yesterday. Joe Biden at an event at the White House. Chris, would you mind? Let's, let's play the whole thing. And let me just, for our listeners who can't see it, Joe steps up the podium. He says what he says about the First Lady's husband having COVID, which was a shocker to the country. Woman off to the side says, Joe, 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 you're the first lady's husband. He looks at her, and what you can't see on radio is he looks at her like, um, who are you again? I don't know who you are. And she says, you're the first lady. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So then he goes on to say the first husband, which the country does not have a first husband. And so that's what you're going to hear. That's what was going on. He's stumbling and mumbling and mush mouth. He doesn't have much up here anymore folks and this guy is making decisions concerning war and our economy listen but there's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the first lady's husband uh contracting covid but uh look at this room and what you see pardon that's right she's fine Second lady, the first gentleman. How about that? How about that? So, John, what's so funny? What is so funny about that? Uh, I'm not laughing. <laughs> I, I don't know why anybody would laugh at the president of the United States disintegrating mentally before our eyes. This is terrifying. But, I mean, the only thing that really is any consolation is that Joe Biden doesn't make decisions. The people running Joe True. Biden make all the decisions. True. They tell him what to say. And he has nothing to do with any of it. So the bad news is that you don't ever get to know who those people are. You don't get to vote for them. You don't have any idea what their agenda is. But I think if you look around outside your window, you're starting to get an idea of what their agenda is. And it involves them doing to you pretty much what Russia is doing Ukraine. It's, it's an all-out war against the middle class, and the debris is starting to pile up all around us as this goes into its hot phase, and we're really starting to reel now. Inflation through the roof, new economic news, stunning numbers yesterday about this economy just disintegrating before our eyes. Consumer prices going through the roof, gas prices going nowhere but up, and the worst is yet to come, because now we're going to start getting hit by the shocks from the war, and the oil shock is coming first, but there's food shocks coming right behind it. Russia and Ukraine supply a lot of grain to the rest of the world, and with all of that off the the table, it's going to start getting a little hard to find food in some places. That's going to be the Biden presidency. It's like the Carter presidency, but with starvation on top of it. And this guy doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what he's supposed to be saying. And it's just, it's frightening. You know, it's a frightening state of affairs that the people that voted for Joe Biden have put us in. And it's going to be hard for us to get out of it. We got, we're going to have to suffer through this for a couple of years because apparently nobody either cares enough about Joe Biden or has the guts to do what needs to be done and get him out of there. I mean, we're, we're just going to have to put up with this. They impeach Donald Trump for making a phone call, but Joe Biden's mind is disintegrating before our eyes, and they're just going to let him sit there for the rest of his term. It's, it's just absolutely amazing what they're doing to harm people. 
and people right here who are paying the bills on this. Wholesale prices soared 10% in February, the highest level on record. Soaring gas prices, 61% of Americans have cut back on their spending. They're not spending, so that leads you right into a recession. You mentioned the food. Uh, Ukraine's the number one supplier of wheat in the world. Uh, they're not going to be able to supply that. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. All the, all the wheat products, which is just about everything we consume, uh, are going to be drastically affected. But even more than that is going to be drastically uh, affected. Our country's in a drought right now. We're going through a drought, particularly here in Texas. We're going through a drought. Um, right now, our farmers and our ranches are having to turn to trying to figure out ways to grow. Well, now Russian uh, fertilizer, which is what we use, Russian fertilizer, is now costing the average farmer, depending on the size of the farm, 800000 a year to fertilize their farms. I'm talking about the, the guys who produce the food that we consume. It's costing them about $800,000 a year. It's no wonder that Bill Gates, a computer nerd, is now the number one landowner, farm landowner in America. Uh, this is all rigged. They, he was a part of it, and he's put himself in a position to, uh, to benefit from all this. Meanwhile, with all this going on, now the House Progressive Caucus is pushing Joe Biden to uh, ban more drilling in America ban more drilling in america well sure that this is their plan i mean they're not really keeping any of this a secret i know some of the people who voted for biden are trying really hard not to hear this or not to understand it you're still kind of in a daze you can't believe that anybody would do this but if you listen to the radicals that work for joe biden and run his white house they're openly saying this is their big chance to take your car away this is their chance to fix you and fix your stupid carbon footprint and make you environmentally sensitive and you'll have no choice they're going to price gas through the roof so you can't afford it anymore and then you'll do as you're told from now on you won't be able to resist their demands anymore. You'll change your life to, to suit them. And that's going to involve you not moving around so much anymore. You're not going to have a car. You're not going to be able to go wherever you want to. Well, you could buy a $100,000 electric car. And if enough people actually do that, which is unlikely, then you're going to find out that there's no way to charge them. There's literally no physical way to build the infrastructure needed to charge enough electric cars to replace all the gas cars. So the end of this is going to be you riding buses and trains and going where you're told to go. And that means a lot of you won't be working anymore but they'll be ready with welfare checks for you don't worry about that this is the transformation of the american people it is the ultimate final defeat of the american middle class and you can see that that nuclear bomb headed right at your face when you start thinking about what your life is going to be like when gas is eight dollars a gallon or more so we're dealing with you know this whole thing about uh, daylight savings time and mask mandates and all that being run through congress at the moment all of this is diversionary tactics from the real news which is the stuff that you and i just talked about and this uh saudi now talk the saudi arabia talked about coming off of petrodollars and getting rid of not using the dollar as the standard people just don't understand john what that means to us and for us as economists have said throughout the the years the oil market and the entire global commodities market is our insurance policy with with us in a position and them using our dollars for the price of oil we're allowed to at that point buy a bunch of stuff on credit that we wouldn't have otherwise so if they move off the dollar as the standard which china is doing and now saudi arabia is talking about removing the petrodollar if if this if the dollar is not the reserve currency of the planet anymore our standard of living in america drops drastically 
Yeah, you have no idea what's going to happen to you if that happens, and it's coming. It's coming, and all that mountain of debt, those endless trillions of dollars that your political class irresponsibly spent over these decades, and all these dingbat left-wing economists were telling you it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it's just money we owe ourselves, it's just numbers on a spreadsheet, that's going to, well, it's like Terminator, you know, it's all going to start feeling pretty real to you when Skynet nukes you. That's going to be what this is like. If the dollar is no longer the world's reserve currency, it's going to trigger or a cascade collapse of America's governmental finances that will be like nothing the world has ever seen before. It'll be like Greece writ large once we can't pay our debts anymore because we don't have that advantage. We need that advantage. And China, to their credit, they've been working on this for a long time. Right. They've been talking for almost 30 years, ever since the dimwit globalists gave China access to our economy through the letting them in all the world trade forums and everything. It's been China's plan number one to replace the dollar. And they knew it was going to take them 20, 30 years to do it. And here we are. And they're, they're pretty close to being able to do it. This deal with Saudis, which is currently being discussed, it's not a done deal yet, but if this deal with the Saudis go through and they can start paying in yuan for their dollars, for their oil instead of dollars, that is going to begin a process that is going to end in just ruin if nobody stops it. And how's anybody going to stop it? We're nowhere near even trimming back the amount of debt we rack up every year in government spending, never mind actually reducing the deficit. Well, full circle. Back to the guy who's running the operation, and we all know he's not. He's a puppet. But uh, he's going to be going next week, supposedly, to Europe to represent the United States and to negotiate for on behalf of Ukraine or whatever the, the plan is here. And we know that it's not him. And they know. What's worse is our enemies and our friends know it's not him as well. It's a, this is just awful, just a terrible position to be in for our country. Well, and they know it's not her either. I mean, Joe well, is not mentally fit for his office, but neither is Kamala Harris, and she doesn't even have the excuse of being a million years old. She just went to this this overseas thing. She's standing next to the Polish prime minister, and she somebody asked her a question about the U.S. economy, and she just looked like she'd been shot in the heart. And then she looks at him like she wants him to answer it, and he just takes care of that, or you know. And so she babbles out some nonsense. She she never knows what she's talking about. And the idea of her being in charge again would be terrifying if we didn't know that it was really these shadowy interests that are running the show and their their presidents are mere figureheads. But, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. We've come to the point of low comedy. You're absolutely right. The powers of the world see this, and they know that there are people behind the thrones that are running the White House that are not Joe Biden and not Kamala Harris, but it matters to them that these two are the faces that are put forward. It's an incredible signal of American weakness. And and look around the world right now. I mean, every tin-pot dictator, Nicholas Maduro, the, the, the fat, large-stuffed socialist that runs Venezuela, he slammed the door in Joe Biden's face when Joe Biden came and calling him begging for oil. Nicholas Maduro slapped Joe Biden all the way back to Washington, D.C. There's this ridiculous, preposterous socialist disaster. But that's how weak we are now. You know, there's nobody that can't slap America around under Joe Biden. He's John Hayward. You'll find him over at Breitbart.com, the author of Dr. Zero Year One, here Wednesday mornings with me. Thank you, John. We'll talk next week. Thanks very much for having me. I got to tell you about Spawn Law. Matt Spawn, S-P-A-H-N, the estate planning attorney for the entire state of Texas and beyond, can take care of you and all of your estate planning needs, whatever those might be. This is so important to have this done because, as I've always said, the only thing that's certain about life is that life is uncertain. So don't die without a plan. Make sure you have a plan in place, and your friend Matt Spawn, our friend Matt Spawn, can put that plan together. Look, there's a reason that every day I'm here telling you about Matt Spawn and what he did for my family and the people. Peace of mind that he handed us when he handed us that binder 
that said, here's your plan, and here's what happens to your assets, and here's how those assets get to those baby girls of yours. Just rest in peace of mind knowing that it's exactly our wishes we're going to be carried out to a T. So that's why I recommend him every day. And, you know, I'm not the only one. There are CPAs and financial planners and all kinds of professionals, other attorneys, who recommend Matt Spawn all the time because they know him and they trust him. And you can, too. Matt Spawn, S-P-A-H-N, 210-80. Your face when you start thinking about what your life is going to be like when gas is $8 a gallon or more. All right, so Dennis Foley is a daylight savings guy. Chris is a standard guy. Elaine is a standard woman. Don't tell her I said so, because, oh. you know, I, I, I Shh, do don't like tell that. Her. Elaine's just a standard woman. There's nothing special about her. She's just everyday standard. I mean, look at her. She just every day. Oh, ow. Thanks for that. Whew. You don't have to hit me so hard next time. <laughs> ow. That was not nice at all. May have been well deserved. <laughs> yeah, well, she's been doing that for 30 years, you know. I got black and blue all over. Anyway. I won't tell HR. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> they they given up. <laughs> Brenda done gave up on Actually, us. There's a whole here. line of people waiting outside. <laughs> yeah. She done gave up on us. Um, so early to bed, early to rise, makes what? Uh, healthy, wealthy wise. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Dennis used to do mornings, mm-hmm. but you were still a daylight savings guy. Mm-hmm. All right, because you just like light in the evening. And it's also, I think, because of my northern background, because um, during standard time, sunset would be like, Four four thirty. I saw that. Yeah. I saw uh, Sheldon Washington say that yesterday. Yeah. He did say that. Um, White House Washington. Sheldon Sheldon White House said that yesterday. That in in Rhode Island, where he's from, he's a senator. That it's uh, like four thirty. It yeah. gets dark. I got it. I hear you. in mountains too. Yeah. You know when the sun goes behind the mountains. Um, I you know I just want it to stop going back and forth. I I don't mean to have a foot in both camps because for me. My preference is standard time because I get up at midnight. So getting up at midnight, I go to bed at a ridiculous time, you know. So getting dark at 5 or 5.30, our time is great for me because, man, I, it's dark outside. And the dude, the dude next door, who I love, is not mowing his lawn at 9 p.m., okay? All right. Because that does happen. You go to bed and you're during the summer. It's 9 o'clock at night, man. What you doing mowing out there? What is going on? And the kids playing until nine o'clock because Mama says come come in when the porch light comes on, and the porch light doesn't come on until nine thirty. So that's a problem. Uh, so I like I do like you know I prefer personally standard time. Now I know Chris, Elaine, all of us are in a minority. Most people, and the reason, by the way, the reason they went to daylight savings was because of big business. Big business wanted lighter later whether it's restaurants, I, I mentioned golf you know, earlier, all those things, all those outdoor activities. So people get home at 5.30, 6 o'clock, gather up the kids, get in a station wagon, and go out and have a good time. It used to be, well, first of all, I mentioned this earlier, it used to be there was no standard. There was no central time. There was nothing like that. So Boston and New York, back before the railroads, they were on opposite time. They, they didn't have the same times. It was really weird. Uh, Richard Nixon changed it because of OPEC in 1974 to daylight savings time or lighter later. But what happened was they started to get kids killed, literally killed, waiting for buses or walking to school, getting run over because they, de- they have to do it in the dark. 
and parents just screamed, holy, you know what, at Washington, and they said, okay, 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 well, you know, we give. So during the school year, it had nothing to do with farmers. Everybody blames the farmers and got to go out there and get the crops in. No, farmers actually like a standard time for milking at a cow starts early in the morning. They want the daylight to go out and milk the cows. Yeah, but now we have you know lights on everything. We have the flashy shoes, so why not? Why not? You got the flashy shoes, and you got the strips of the reflective tape. You can put just wrap your kid in reflective tape. That's all you got to do. But anyway, the Senate passed it yesterday, and as you pointed out earlier, unanimously. Yeah, it's rare. Wasn't even a you know, hardly even a debate. Yeah. Like Kirsten Cinema sitting there and she went, Yes, because it was so easy to do. Yeah, I didn't even know they were voting on it. <laughs> well, nobody did. <laughs> nobody did. I mean, here's how you knew Marco, it was a Marco Rubio bill and Sheldon Whitehouse, and they wrote it and they did a they wrote it last week and they did a, a an op ed last week. Now, scientifically, since we follow the science, all the great medical journals and researchers say standard is better for your health. Because of our circadian rhythms, for your heart health and everything, it's better to be up earlier. The whole thing, early to bed, early to rise, healthy, wealthy, and wise, is actually true. And medical science backs that up. But we don't follow the science. (laughs) We don't care about science. science. We had people in mass for two years. (laughs) What science? Who cares? So we'll see. It's got to go to the House. Yeah. And then the president, and we'll see what he's going to do with it. Although it'd be kind of funny, passes the house and the president vetoes it. That'd, that'd be kind of. <laughs> I like going to bed at three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, it works for me. <laughs> probably, probably. Or he'd probably have Kamala's husband sign it. Maybe it's a way to make it yeah. law. <laughs> Under Joe Biden's thinking, <laughs> Warren Ryman's coming up next.